boom, boom, boom. It's MMA and Beyond. We're back. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for those five-star ratings. And thank you. A big shout-out and thank you to Matt, Sarah, and Bazooka. That's Bazooka for filling in uh, last week, right? It, it was like a, it was a bittersweet thing for me to listen and know that <laughs> the best show, the funniest show is the one I happen to not be at also. Oh, no. What a good show, man. And what, uh, what great chemistry. Again, I will, I will echo what Joe Rogan says and what everybody says online. The fact that you and Matt don't have a show is, is, is a crime or, or maybe for you the blessing. Yeah, right. Yeah, with the show is him <laughs> pissing on me for uh, whatever, but no, no, it's always good to have him on. I'm glad he came on. It was fun. so funny, man. And uh, yeah, he's a good dude. And just yeah. natural, like that's him. Yeah. Uh yeah, he came in guns blazing last week. I mean, he's <laughs> he thinks about it. You know, he's not he's not it's not total extemporaneous. It's it's thought out. <laughs> he yeah, knows he's, what he's he's, coming oh, in yeah, to he's do. coming in. Oh, he's coming in guns blazing. Manimal, how are we feeling today? Oh, yeah, live from Vegas. We're doing good. Oh, wow, we got Manimal. Any mushrooms today? <laughs> Lots of them. Oh, Manimal, holy <laughs> crap. Manimal, Manimal's on live from tonight. Vegas. Yeah. Mushroomed up, Manimal. Yeah. All right, what do we got? Let's start off with, I uh, heard we have a little jujitsu tournament. Laura, uh, so well law, represented. Sarah, you were wrestling. You were... We, we, we did jujitsu, the, the law... The Sarah Law Jiu Jitsu team represented really, really well at the submission only, uh, good fight nice. submission only uh, grappling. Uh, so many, so many great medals. So many great people competing. We had a 16 year old competing. I mean, Liam's in there. 16 now, year old. Liam do? He did great. He medaled. He, 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 what a good kid! Watching that kid grow up, man. Listen, this is what I tell everybody there. So you 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 end up on the podium. You you go to these tournaments. Not, not this is. I've done a lot of jiu-jitsu tournaments now, and I have noticed something, right? Just like, I guess you notice about other things, but since jiu-jitsu is new to me, it's something I noticed. The hashtag jiu-jitsu on social media gets millions and millions wow. of people hashtagging. But when you're at these tournaments, there's a handful of people, brother. So oh, if you're wow. there, wow. Then, then you are in the, in the small percentage of the people that don't just talk it, the people that live it. So when you're there and you're 16 and doing it, someone All like right. Liam... When you're there and you're, you're, you're in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, there's people, they're 50. Like when they're in there doing it, man, just know you're in a small percentage of people who are participating in it. Not just talking about it, not just posting about it, not just philosophizing about it, but showing up and and, and competing. And for me, that's, that's the victory. And I think that you're bringing up a good point, which is interesting. And this is going to be something that kid takes for him for the rest of his life. Because as a 16-year-old, he's competing with other guys that he trains with that are 40, 35, 33. Which, like uh, wrestling, um, animal, you know, like you don't really, uh, you know, like again, you're wrestling with your peers. But you're not wrestling like with you know, Ohio state and, you know, yeah. seeing which would be a cool thing too, or yeah, Hofstra you're wrestling with the, uh, with those guys. So that's a pretty interesting point. Liam's out there. He's with a bunch he, of adults that he could have ten, easily drawn me. Yeah. 10 years from now, he's going to look back and go, man, this is awesome. I was there with that guy, this guy, you knew that guy, you know, one of those deals. So his old man's a great dude. And I just watched this kid start out. He looked like a, just he's just a normal kid, but he really is getting good. I've been watching On him. On a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I've been watching that guy. He left with the medal around his neck, buddy. Yeah, it's awesome. He left with the medal around Shout his neck. Shout out to Liam, man. Shout That's out good. to Liam. Yeah. And Shout everybody out to else. the team. The people we have some great team leaders. And uh, uh, Ryan, Sam, some great team uh, uh, leaders that that showed heart. 
um, one match went about 30 minutes, man. Overtime after oh, overtime nice, after nice. overtime. The the excruciating <laughs> level of, of, of tired that you get. Uh, is, so we have some great team leaders. Lauren was there. Uh, Lauren did really well. Gold. Uh, so many. Uh, Ed, who... who um, uh, um, show who, who got his white belt. He shows up and uh, and and grabs a gold. Nice. Uh, so uh, it's just a a great day all yeah, around big, for the team. Big, that's really big stuff. So shout out to everybody who who participated. Manimal, you got anything to say? Oh, Manimal, first of all, got a black belt. Sarah black belt. Manimal, Sarah, Sarah. Sarah BJJ black belt. Yeah. Bellator MMA veteran. Top oh. three most entertaining fighters. In wow, Bellator. Manimal, you're on fire he, tonight. So. It's crazy. Let's not forget that. We won't forget Manimal. 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 No, Manimal. He actually, he doesn't even sound like he's high, though, today. (laughs) Which is crazy. You you sound amazing, man. Great to hear you in good spirits and remembering your place in Bellator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, did you you catch any of the fights? I did. I did catch the fights. I thought uh, we had some interesting uh, matchups and great fights. I thought the Leon Edwards... Dos Anjos fight was phenomenal. Uh, just a relaxed. Uh, yeah, it was definitely good technique. Things yeah, there. just really uh, held up under the pressure. And, you know, I thought the calf kicks were going to be a problem. And he seemed to just, you know, good poker face all the way through. Very relaxed. And uh, technical. And those elbows off the clinch were freaking brutal. Yeah, so Takedown defense held up. I think that was strategically taking him down the first round was phenomenal. And again, he brought it up after the fight, which is true. You get a guy down two rounds, it changes the way you have to fight now, you know, two or three rounds and you got to go for a knockout and, or a sub. I don't know. So it was great, great win. Yeah. I think that, uh, Gunnar Nelson fight, uh, Edwards last fight definitely helped with that. As far as, you know, having someone who their sole, you know, purpose in that octagon is to, you know, take you down, drag you down, get the submission or, you know, get the decision trying. Yeah, yeah, which is good. So it gives you great takedown defense stuff. Yeah, yeah To be in the UFC and to get growing fights is not easy, especially right. when you hit a certain point. Like, he'll never get another growing fight ever. He, he was, I think he was fortunate. He had a couple of great fights, good matchups, but now it's going to be all tough competition. And now, you know, this is what will separate the men from the boys for so, sure. So what is the psychology between the fights? How do you how do you do you, do you make adjustments within that small percentage of, of elite athletes? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to they're going to be small changes, but um, obviously, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. He's doing really good now. Uh, I think Masvidal is a bad matchup for him because I don't know where he wins that fight. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man, Dos Anjos is no joke. And he's been on a tear, so that's a yeah. big win for him. That's a huge, huge win. And you could see, you know, his corner during the fight. They, they viewed this fight as a championship, and that's the right way they should have viewed it. Yeah. This was a big, big win for him. You know, where yeah. for Dos Anjos, technically, it should be viewed as that, but it probably was just another fight to him, and yeah. that could have been the difference. That mindset difference, yeah, man. That, that mindset difference the five-round fight was a huge factor, too, because, you know. That's the first time. Right? He, no, that, uh, I think he fought Cowboy. Did he find him five rounds? Yeah. Did, did it go five rounds? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's big, man. It, big stuff. It, it's it's so interesting. So when, you, when you're preparing a fighter for that small adjustment, is it is it about preparedness? Are you back to that kind of philosophy of, you know, chance favors the prepared mind, that idea of, 
you know that repetition and consistency and 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 if it's not where if it's not broke don't try and fix it just adding and adding so well, that they you, they feel that, i like that mentality but you do got to keep adding They're always adding little tricks but you got to remember what got you to the dance and where your strengths are because a lot of guys go away from that and that's you know, sometimes you hear people talk about even the guys that are wrestlers, then they fall in love with the striking and they stop with the wrestling. And, you know, uh, it's tough, you know, because you want to keep things different. And, you know, sometimes, you know, after doing shit for 20 years, you get bored of it and then you fall in love with something else. But you see the guys that stay consistent with what they do, win or lose, they're a problem. Damian Maya, he's a problem. Ben Askren, he's a problem. They, they, Damian Maya's striking evolved way better than Askren's, but you know they're just so good at what they do. Are they they're able to pull you into their game? They're able. Look, he did it with Masvidal. He couldn't submit him, but he couldn't keep him from getting him down, and he won yeah. that decision. And same thing, you know, like with an Askren, he's they're tough, man. They they are so persistent to what they're gonna do uh, that. You know, they, they it's like they, a rock they, on water. Yeah, they're, they're going to win nine out of ten times, I yeah. think, you know. And uh, like, again, Masvidal, like, again, he didn't get submitted by Damian Maya, which is a big thing, but he couldn't keep him off him. Man, that's interesting. And I'm going to say that fight probably goes the same way nine out of ten times. And maybe that other time Masvidal catches him with a flying knee. Or yeah, even the Askren fight, like, you know. Yeah. It was literally five seconds. You know, you don't know how the rest yeah, of that fight unfortunately, goes. Unfortunately, that's right. a fight that Askren will never get back. Yeah. But, you know, he could. they caught him off guard, and that's it, man. They're moving on, and, you know, that's it really, really the way that shit goes. Man. You <laughs> zig when you should have zagged. And well, that's you, exactly right. You know, move to the back of the line, and now you got to mentally get over that. And if anybody can, Askren can. I thought, you know, just I don't know if we even talked about this last week, but his – post-fight speech with Ariel Hawani, I think, was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, there's nothing better to me than guys that just give it up. And that guy, whether you like him, you don't like him, if you don't like that, if you don't respect Ben Askren's honesty, I I have no place for you. I mean, I think that was sincere. It was... uh, an example of a guy that's competed his whole life. He understands that. You a know, little not, over 24 hours later. And he's, yeah, and no, he's, yeah. he was right on the money, and it takes a, it takes a man to do what he yeah, did. He, and I, I will always – there's a reason why he got the way he got yeah. in wrestling, and that's the reason, just the way he yeah. handled himself in a, a defeat that is not an easy thing to swallow. And he, he – I think he did as good a job, maybe the best job I've ever seen in a post-fight interview for something like that. So hats off to him, man. Yeah, I, he, he didn't let that loss define him. I mean, you've seen people like yeah. Ronda Rousey where yeah, you know, right. she lost a home and that just crippled her. I exactly. mean, she wasn't talking to the oh, media. Oh, she's running out of the media. Yeah. yeah, what is that? That's a great, uh, great, great, great observation, Manimal. I mean, <laughs> it really is a, a good, no, it really is a great observation. I mean, look at Rousey. She had the opportunity to do the same thing, she did even the in the second fight, and she still couldn't make the correction. She ran out of that ring like a spoiled brat. You know what I mean? Where this guy sucked it up. I mean, I don't know. I yeah. making jokes well, about a, it. It's a my composure my, thing. Yeah. You actually see the way he handles that, that post-fight interview is the way that he handled his first fight, where he was in trouble. And his composure kept him out of it. His composure kept him uh, level-headed and stayed, staying uh, to strategy. And when you do see someone like Ronda, who who has incredible, obviously incredible uh, skill, but what she showed was that she was ex- emotionally exposed. Yeah. And she showed it in her fights. She showed it in her post fights. And 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 towards the end, she was showing it up to the to the lead up, the fight week. 
she yeah. was showing emotional uh, weakness. And, yeah. and so once that was exposed, you realize, but I, I do think with Askren, you see, uh, maybe it's that wrestler mindset that gets you to a certain point. You know, wrestlers are really, really tough grinding Without mindset. Uh, but to, to handle this victory and knowing, I can imagine what his social media feeds would look like right. after that loss and still yeah. knowing that and, and saying, hey, listen, people are going to talk shit, but, you know, I, I deserve it. The guy won. I, the guy yeah, made you, man, me look I foolish really, in seconds. I really, really enjoyed that interview. Like, I was like, yeah. wow, I'm just blown away by the honesty. And I think that's that that's that's the takeaway from that. And, and I feel like you, you when you have something like that and you have someone like you who's noticing it, it's almost like a neutral form, as if the fight didn't cost him anything. I think he's he's going to be another guy. He's going to gain fans yeah. from that, you know. Whereas, you know, I love Masvidal. I love the way he fights. I think he's a fighter's fighter. But, you know, if he goes a little too much on the other side, he's going to lose and this guy's going to win. Yeah. So that's a great example of even making a loss and turning that into a positive, you know. Yeah. Good observations. Yeah, good. No, I think that was that was actually perfect with the round of Rousey. Thing, yeah, I mean, know? you know, you can definitely tell that Askren is someone that, you know, he hasn't lost a lot in his, you know, that was his first MMA loss. He was obviously dominant in his college career, you know, two national titles. But you can tell, you know, he's gone through adversity. You know, yeah. he's definitely been through the ringer and – you know, there's no way to replicate that. Yeah, it just seems like he's got things in perspective. Yeah. He said the loss, I think, going into the Olympic trials or whatever he lost in there was way worse because he just prepared for so long. Yeah. This is, you know, this is just a fight and it's not, didn't have the same pressure on him. But, uh, damn, I mean, that, look, my, my, my thing with the wrestlers I see, like, at a top level, they're really, like, sore losers. They're not used to losing, and then yeah. when they lose or they get on board, they're like in a state of shock sometimes hmm. because they're so used to winning. But this this guy was different, man. This was yeah. really, really different. I, I like what you said, Madam, about not being able to replicate. I think that's really, really important, those types of training uh, skills. And speaking of training, Madam, what are you doing in Vegas? You got uh, Billy... Billy Q. Billy Q. Listen, I don't know. Let's uh, end the charade right now. This is actually Nick Shimkin. Imitation. <laughs> gotcha. What? Unbelievable. Gotcha. Got it, man. Got everybody. I want to know how many people listening to the show everybody actually thought was that fooled. was Manimal. 100%. How many people listening that do as many mushrooms in a night <laughs> as Manimal does? Can you? Were you able to differentiate? That this wasn't the this, manimal. This, they don't even understand this part. They're going to still think it was manimal. Yeah, they think we're screwing with yeah. right now. Yeah. But Nick, Nick uh, Shimkin. <laughs> I'm here. Good job. <laughs> good job, Good sir. to have you on. But yeah, manimal's in uh, Vegas with uh, Matt Frivola. Mm -hmm. There's a kid fighting uh, one of Matt Frivola's teammates from Florida. A kid who's come down here. What a nice kid. I wish this guy the best on Tuesday night. He's in the Contender Series. And uh, Billy Q, man, good luck, buddy, man. Just... Let it all hang out. You know what you know what Dana's looking for? You got the skill. You got great people with you. And just really wish this kid the best, man. What a ni nice kid. Him and Frivola, just good yeah. kids, man. Really are. Good energy all around. Yeah. And shout out to Gracie South Tampa, that gym down there. They were so nice to me when I went down there. Some good people out there. My buddy Beautiful. Bill's out there. Uh, good good team. And, uh, yeah, shout out to you. I saw, I saw Manimal posted today. He was running through Red Rock. Manimal's the real deal, man. He's got... He's running through Red Rock in July 
Barefoot. I mean, like, do you think that the animal channeled like a, a leopard or something? Yeah, like no, a, what, some man. sort of some like sort of animal. Something cat. that channels. I mean, he's like when still they see him running barefoot through the through the uh, mountains of Red, Red Rock, Rock. Do is that like? Are they? I mean, because he, you know, he's. he's no, he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of hairy. I mean, they yeah, right. could have been a Bigfoot sighting. Well, if, then is anybody? Can we check social media? It, yeah, it's, they think they saw a small foot. It's, a, it's the, the child it, of it's Bigfoot. It's an early Area Fifty One sighting. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, trying yeah, to train right. for, the, for the raid. I think somebody got on social media and said they thought they saw the child of Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> galloping through uh, the mountains of Red Rock, Christopher yelling, Dose. yelling, oh yeah, <laughs> yelling, oh yeah, mushrooms falling out of his pocket. <laughs> well, I think I think that uh, marijuana is legal. Yeah, like recreational we had, marijuana. We had, we had an interesting his, uh, group text. Yeah, illegal <laughs> down there. Uh, so yeah. I'm sure he's not upset about that. Yeah, he and posted on his social media. He was oh in the, he did in the dispensary. He announced. Yeah, he announced. He, <laughs> I love it, man. So yeah, he's proud of his marijuana. He use. is. He is. He's and, a fan. And shout out again to, he's a to shapeshifter. Billy Q. He, he's is. A he is a shapeshifter. Listen, he's running Technically, he's here right now. He is here. He might He might believe he is here right now. <laughs> I wonder if he's channeling. Did he channel yeah, himself through Nick channel, Shimkin? He said he was going to FaceTime. Yeah, where the frick is the FaceTime, animal? He said he was going to FaceTime, but he didn't. Maybe he's, maybe he'll try at at 9 p.m. their time. Yeah, yeah. We'll be sleeping, buddy. <laughs> Hey Manny Pacquiao. Speaking of uh, of fighters and and longevity, Manny Pacquiao defeats Keith Thurman via split decision. Wins another title. Ray Longo. Manny Pacquiao. How old is he now? One hundred and forty-five. Unbelievable. I mean, he's got to be the first uh, hundred-year-old that just keeps going. Though. He just doesn't I mean, stop. He doesn't. I don't know. He I doesn't mean, stop. He really is amazing. Yeah, because I mean, Thurman's not a joke. No, you know? <laughs> Thurman outlanded him. Did he outland them? Yeah, the the final statistic. So I wait, are they, was, was that a controversial split decision? I saw online a lot of people had it for Pacquiao. They didn't. They thought the yeah uh, they had it like one fifteen, one thirteen. Yeah, I don't think it was controversial, but you know Thurman, I think that was the stat. What does Pacquiao fight at now? Is it still one forty seven somewhere around there? It's got to be in that vicinity. Can't yeah. be much higher than that. I think we're all, we're both going to be one forty seven by the end of this oh, show. We should do it. <laughs> I, I see you. I see there was a sweat coming down my nose. I see you staring at me like I think, I'm feeling. It's I like my eyes. Drunk. It's hot up here. It's hot up here. You're already already down. So you're yeah. Shimkin's down. We're cutting weight with Billy Q. No, is, <laughs> we're we're, we're all a team here, buddy. <laughs> I love it. Keep it. We'll keep it with fists. Former UFC Hall of Famer Ken Shamrock launching his own bare knuckle fighting promotion. The organization will be called Valor Bare Knuckle Inc. Again, do you stick with the same? If this is a route that they can take, and someone's going to give them money to fight, by all means. Yeah, if you want to use your face as a cheese grater. Right <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, look, and this is going to be the, the the issue with everything, no matter what sport it is. You, you can't, you could only educate people and tell them, look, this is the pros, this is the cons, make the decision. You don't want to stop them from making money. Right. You know what I mean? It's, look, there's guys on Wall Street, they're freaking swindling people left and right, and you have people that police that, but, you know, they, no matter what, what you're in, there's going to be pros well, football, and cons. Yeah, yeah, you know, and football's brutal. Endless, and yeah. people yeah. doing it, they're taking that money for a little while that they can get it. Do you, um... Did we ever get numbers for the Malinaji fight? Where I know they got the pay-per-view numbers, but did we know what anyone made in that? Was there good money to be made? Is there? 
an argument for good money if you're higher profile? Do we know? Probably not, right? It might be somewhere. It's some some of those originally they are came out with two hundred thousand, but then somebody actually said it was as low as twenty. So I don't know. For pay per view buys, yeah, yeah, I saw that at eighteen thousand. Right. So I saw that at eighteen thousand. I mean, how much money like Paulie oh, might have yeah. made? Like, is there money? Is there money to be made there? Like, if if these guys are making a good amount of money, or what they would be making comparably in MMA or boxing? Hey, listen. Then what are you gonna do, man? Why go do it? Look, yeah, the sponsor money to huge. make three or four hundred grand a year right now. You gotta you gotta have a decent job. Yeah. So if they could go in there for one night and that's what they're used to doing, they get beat up a little bit and they're making two fifty, three hundred. It's fantastic. Not a bad payday, yeah. you know. If that's so, what you're making. But it's not, you know, if you're used to making three million a fight or two million a fight and but who knows, with the bare knuckle, maybe they cut out the managers and they cut out all the other bullshit, the boxing promoters, they might not even be that far off. Could the numbers be could could the numbers be inflated some so we had that one youtube sensation guys right they fought and we were talking about a million dollars each or something like that or 11 million each so is that actually confirmed so here's my question my question is if it was 11 million dollars each why haven't we seen another one yeah they uh they're shooting for late 2019 rematch in LA. Shit, maybe it was an 11 million dollars <laughs> each yeah, I, for some reason, Wait, see, I gotta tell you, for next? some reason, I don't, I didn't feel like that was bullshit. I don't know why, but I think it was so like off center that I, I think there's a subculture of people that just want to support that just for the sake of being different. We went through this, I think. It was uh, like the modern uh, day version when I was younger. Um, they had something, and you two won't know what I'm talking about, but you will, Ray. Called like like Battle of the Network Stars. Oh, I love I've that. heard of that. Come where on. where you'd see. People that you would watch on TV, you'd see them compete in sports. Which Imagine was awesome. it was a boxing thing. That would yeah. be amazing. Well, used to have also, remember, celebrity used to have, boxing. Well, well, uh, that's so, but they used to have uh, the superstars, which was all uh, sporting guys that were competing. So you had basketball by him. Remember Joe Frazier? They put him in the pool. He sunk that time. He went to <laughs> swim. He actually sunk. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> but uh, and you would think like you know even like boxes run and stuff but then you had guys just out running them in like a mile run and because they like jog you know i mean yes, they that's... go for a long jog but some of those competitions were awesome back in the day so this is like the modern day version of that where you have yeah. these youtube stars who who are you know the new media of youtube um, yeah. and the sports thing they can't fighting. get away with anymore because they don't want them to get hurt and there's too much money that uh you know back in the 70s and the um yeah, like the early 70s. I don't think for like football and bait that the big network deals weren't done yet. The sponsorship deals weren't done yet. Now there's way more at stake. You know, the money is just pouring in with those network deals and all the other crap. So back then it was a little different. I think you can get away with it. And it was a way for these guys to make extra money. But I'm sure you could YouTube all of that stuff and find you, it. You can now. It'd be interesting to see what people do, like a Ken Shamrock who's, who's launching this. It'd be interesting to see from a business aspect what people are taking advantage of the big, you know, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and now a lot of the parent companies are all fighting for these streaming services because they see people leaving cable, leaving traditional cable TV oh, for I'm just these streaming. That shit's got to be over. So someone's going to start. Someone's going to start taking these kind of like uh, UFC and uh, PFL went to uh, uh, ESPN Plus. Shout out also to Chris Wade who's got a PFL fight. 
Big coming, fight uh, this week. Yeah, yep. this yeah. week. So that's uh, and Andre Harrison too. And Andre, yep, Andre yeah. the Bull. Yeah, so shout out to them. They got great around. stuff. Uh, Playoff coming. spot on the line. What oh. other fights do we have this week that were uh, notable? I thought Walt Harris looked unbelievable. He's a he's that a was problem. like twelve seconds. That he's was crazy. Problem. He's a problem. Greg Greg Hardy hits hard. Yeah, that was a weird fight again. Nothing <laughs> yeah, ever, was the same nothing, every time. They were just clean. Nothing ever just, I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just. So People <laughs> just give up against him. He says he's going to be one of the greats, right? Yeah, that's not happening. He says one of the greats. I, I don't even, he's, uh, you know what? He's got, who's working with him? Dean Thomas, who's good. And he's got Steve Mako, who was a stud wrestler out of Jersey. So, He's got the right people behind him. There's no question about it. I just, I don't know. Uh, I thought that was a good fight for him to get. You know, it was a good test. And he, he did pass in flying colors. I just, I still don't know what I'm looking at, though. It just seems like some of these guys, they, you know, it was a good stoppage. You can't sit there on a right. leg and yeah. take 50 he shots. and didn't uh, move. Not from you know? that guy, yeah. So I don't know what that was about. But Are uh, people being defeated in their mind before they get in there? Man, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't think he, he not carries that, level that cloud. That. I don't know if he carries that cloud. Um, he's just scary. I mean, he's a big, athletic. Yeah, but so was the other guy. And I've been in way into yeah. the other guy. He looks right out of the boogeyman from yeah. Watch of the Wooden Soldiers. That guy, you know, he's <laughs> uh, he's he's a scary looking dude too. So they're all big at that point. Yeah, no. but uh, you know, we'll see. Do you think like to to puff up his? Uh, yeah. I think they started, but you I don't. Only th- do that I think this guy. I think this guy was a fair fight for yeah. him. I don't His think last they, one too was undefeated. Or, you know, the one guy that was beating him and then he illegally need him. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm saying. There's always something going on, man. I, I don't know. So, what would you like to see next for him? Just a, a more challenge, a bigger yeah, challenge. Yeah, I mean, just keep inching them up like that. Yeah, if they're going to do the right thing with him, they just keep challenging him. Just doesn't enough. seem like there's easy fights in the UFC. That, at, at, but at heavyweight, I think you still got you know. Yeah, a little leeway. I think you got a little leeway. That's not you know. Yeah. That's not the lightweights, and that's not the thirty-five pound. You know, there's some killer divisions out there. Yeah, it seems it seems like and and even. Even 170, man, is is nuts. So <laughs> just brutal. Yeah, I think There's the heavier the, the heavier fight. the weight, no. the no. heavier the weights go up. It seems like the competition gets a little, you know, uh, thinner. Down. You know what I mean? But uh, we'll see what happens. Which which is going to be good for Greg Hardy. I mean, yeah. if, if it really what I'm saying is works out for him because if he can, it looks like he's squared away. And again, he's definitely surrounded by the right people that can get him yeah. where he has to go. So. I'm going to say unless he self-destructs himself. Yeah. Like, let's see what happens when he loses. He could fly yeah. right off the rails. Who knows, you know? So, still a long way to go, but that was uh, that was impressive. Yeah. I think that's the thing with the heavyweights. Uh, as you go up, you know, you have someone who's 265 pounds and athletic, you know, they're probably going to find themselves playing football, basketball. Right. You know, one of those other sports, you know, where the pay grade's definitely going to be higher. Another good point. You know, I tell you what, the other thing is, I think they're going to have to move that 265 to maybe 275. Now, 265 starting to seem not that heavy to me <laughs> Not anymore. that yeah. big anymore. Considering I think I was past there for a while, but I mean, that just doesn't seem like that's even that heavy, man. I think you, they need to restructure the weights. You know, 
that's one of those things. But make it two seventy five. Isn't that interesting how that becomes a a conversation as you, as you watch the athletes evolve and natural athletes evolving into. Well, I mean, look, we've seen that even with boxing. And Marciano was like 195. Right. Ali was 212. I mean, 212. That's that's small today. You know, I was the heavyweight champion. Well, Tyson was small at 220, right? I don't even, Tyson, I don't even think ever got the two. I mean, I'm going to say he was in the teens. He was another 210. He was only 5'11. I don't think he got the 220 or 225, but uh, these guys are freaking huge. Monsters. Like Klitschko and. Wild, I mean, this six eight. Uh, the other guy from England, uh, yeah, um, Fury, Fury, man, Manimal, you are on the money. <laughs> I was man. feeling it today. Manimal training Let's camp see. is real. You are, you, you are killing it tonight. You mentioned Tyson, so we're gonna go to the feedback. Feedbacks at MMA and or you can feedback through social media. Uh, either oh. reply to our Twitter or Ray Longo MMA. I'm Steve Maraboli. Manimal is. John, <laughs> now where's where's Nick? Uh, give him a shot. Nick, where, at, where can we find you? At Nick underscore Shimkin, S H I M K I N. Nice, and we'll and we'll make sure we tag yeah, Manimal. Yeah. You can find him. You can find Manimal. Parts unknown of Vegas. That's where. If you want to find, you want to find Manimal, right? Go to Look, uh, go for the little foot sightings. Yeah, the little foot sightings, and Nick, of course, uh, jumping in whenever he can. Studying communications, buddy. Yep. Yeah, man, good dude, awesome, good man. dude, good wrestler. Mark wanted to know: Did you guys see what happened to Luke Voigt, Yankees player? He got hit in the face with a fastball. My question: Would you rather get hit in the face with a baseball or hit in the face by Mike Tyson? Oh, that's a good question. Tyson, easily I go with Tyson. Believe it. Because at least right. it's a good story afterwards. Right, <laughs> at least is a good story. It, I did happen to see this, Mark. I did see Luke Voigt get hit. He got got grazed in the chin and was able to walk over to first base and continue. Mike Tyson hits you in the chin. No, That's just yeah, not but, happening. But there's Tony Caniglio. I think lost his eyesight. He got hit in the head with that baseball. Dude, yeah. that, that, Where do they go? Like a hundred miles an off, hour. A hundred mile an oh, hour shit. baseball hitting you in the head. Look, with Tyson, you could probably get your hands up somewhat. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> right. One shot. You know, I, I think we're, we're more used to that, so I'd take it's that. Like the hangover. But I, I was in that uh, when we did the thing with the Mets. With, uh, oh, right, when fight. you did look for a fight. I mean, Sarah was in there. With that, the 100 miles an hour, that thing hits you in the head. I, that could yeah. be death. I mean, that's that's pretty – that's bad. That's, that's no pinpoint, joke. man. That's a hardball. Yeah, there's some guys that, are, you know, back in the day never recovered from that. So, To yeah. going with Tyson for the story. I feel like yeah. if Tyson hits you in the head, it's like the, the bottle cap challenge, but with your head. <laughs> it just keeps spinning off your body. But, yeah, it, it does make for, for a good story. Um, uh, uh, Teve Lee wants to know, uh, what do you guys think of Ryan Hall's style? Also, describe your perfect Sunday afternoon, walking on the beach, reading a book. Uh, man, Ryan, he's... Uh... Ryan Hall's got a very unique style. I don't know if it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Public appealing or uh, yeah, it's not, fan appealing. Not a fan but I'll tell you what, he's an intelligent guy. I thought he's he's another guy that spoke really, really well after the fight, and he's got his own thing going for him. He's obviously his own person, and he's going to stick yeah. to what he's doing, and whatever happens, happens. He's but a specialist. His jujitsu is off the charts, and you look in this fight. You know, as opposed to other fights, he did land 
he did rock this guy standing up, which a lot of people haven't been able to do like that. So he's uh, not, you know, he's growing on me, but not my typical style. But he's yeah. got his own thing, and you got to respect him. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Kenny's working with him now, so I I think that's a big plus. And uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's interesting, man. Let's see what yeah. happens with him. I'd be like, again, my thing would be what happens if he goes against uh, who's the kid from Henzo's that fights in one? Oh, Gary Tony. Gary Tony. That's a fight I'd like to see. Yeah, what happens fight. when he goes up against another jujitsu guy that, uh, you know, now he's forced to stand up or, you know. Whatever. Yeah, that's what happened. He lost on the Ultimate Fighter. I think it was like season 22. Uh, he fought this guy, Saul Rogers, who's going to be in the uh, Bellator 145 tournament. Wait, who lost? Hall. I thought he won the. Uh... He did win the Ultimate Fighter, but he got brought back because the oh, guy wow. he lost to on the show had visa issues. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and he, that same guy is going to be on the uh, Bellator uh, Grand Prix. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Let's see what happens with him. I At, tell you, Shimkin, you, you're He right. knows his stuff. I mean, yeah, this guy back more. He, 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 he knows his stuff. Um, Manimal's really got his work he, cut he out He does. Him, but what about your perfect Sunday afternoon? Steve Lee wants to know. Is it a walk on the beach? Is it reading a book? My perfect uh, Sunday, I'm going to say uh, morning, like 11 o'clock is... Sitting out, my back taking some sun, reading the book, man, and chilling. And then afternoon wise, going for my workout, and I'm ready for the podcast. And I got that. That to me is a perfect day. Hanging with the family a little bit, obviously in between, but but sitting outside, just like being relaxed, and not forced to go anywhere, not thinking about anything. Freedom, 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 freedom. Lauren asks, Who's my that? buddy Lauren, Lauren. picked up a gold yesterday. Badass Lauren. What's Steve's favorite post-tournament snack? What she's referring to is recording me, Ray. They all have these video cameras on their phones, sir. And so after the tournament, after my hard work, sir, I went and grabbed peanut butter cups. Don't you want to, uh, (laughs) don't you love that? I was was eating peanut butter cups like a raccoon by the trash can. And Lauren came over and started recording it. Isn't that nice? (laughs) So thanks for that. Thanks for that, but that is my favorite post-tournament snack. Any sort of chocolate. What happens if you took her phone and just smashed it on the floor? Well, then you're the bad guy. You're right. You'd right. be the bad guy. I'd be the bad guy, and I end up in some sort of loop choke because yeah, she's right. also a ninja. Yeah. So I would end up she just harasses Jenny with the with the uh, with the uh, Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah it's pretty you. funny. It, 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 I don't know uh, what the. I'm, I'm speechless. What, like, you got to do me a favor. You gotta grab me some paper towels. I, I, Dude, it's hot up I here. I might freaking. No, I might be down to about one twenty. No, it's hot day. up here. The GoPro oh, overheated. Wow. Oh man. The GoPro. We melted. Can you just grab me like grab that roll of towels from under yeah, the desk. Right. This uh, is actually brutal. The, so <laughs> we're, we're we're training up here. We're 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 cutting weight with Billy Q. Oh wow, Billy, Billy, we feel your pain. We feel your pain. I think brother. he's got it easier in the sauna. And I, he's sitting with Manimal. This is definitely 110 degrees. He's sitting with Manimal. No way, Manimal's not in that sauna. Holy crow! Um, so if, if if Pablo wants to know if there's one big UFC round robin with every weight class, who who do you think would win? I don't. Wait, what is that? What was the question? <laughs> one big UFC round robin with every weight class every, included. Like a battle royale. Yeah, battle royale. Who do you think would win? I have no idea. But, All right. Uh, we see. Would, I, would, I, I would say, would you DC. go with the bigger guy, like go a Stipe? Yeah. 
Jones. I'll go with Stipe. Stipe! Um, who's better than, than Nick? Nick? Goes down, you. brings Let up a roll. You, hey, he knows the stuff always, back and forth. You need a reference when you're in PA, you know where to come. All right. Um, so... I guess the question I have, oh, I wanted to, to, before I go to Al Joe's conversation with Joe Rogan, I did want to uh, uh, mention, we had we had mentioned Ray Purnell, Sweet P. Whitaker, yeah. on the show a few times as a boxing fan. And, and actually, uh, I had seen, when, when I was in the Military Police Academy in the Air Force, which was located in San Antonio, Texas, uh, we were... We were offered opportunity to go see a fight to see not a Pernell Whitaker fight. We were offered to see a Chavez fight. Oh, I think Julio Cesar Chavez fight. Uh, he fought Pernell Whitaker at the Alamo Dome wow. while I was down there and watched a masterful performance by Pernell Whitaker. That was declared a draw, but, uh, but a masterful performance. And I've always been a fan of Pernell Whitaker. Um, and, uh, he was tragically killed, struck by a car earlier, uh, this week. So, uh, shout out to his family and and one of those tragic stories, man. Yeah, one of, and plus one of the best defensive fighters ever. Period. Just uh, just, just look on YouTube. He's, you know, De La Hoya couldn't hit him. It, you know, it, they they saw him just chasing him around, and you know, those are those stories where where they're great fighters, but you really don't. They didn't have. I don't know if they how boxing works so much, but the the marketability or whatever it is that made him not a superstar. He he, fighters knew. Coaches knew, people yeah. who knew the fight game knew how great Sweet P. Whitaker was. But uh, but if you weren't in that world, you never really heard of, of uh, him. Yeah, I wonder if that's true. I mean, he was, look, he was awesome. But I do think people, first off, everybody likes the heavyweights in boxing. Right. So that's, that's what they yeah. gear towards. And then he wasn't really around. You know, he was lighter. He was like probably a 35-pounder, so... You know, the Leonard, Hagler, you know, uh, Durans, uh, Hearns, that, they had their own thing going and they they kind of made that themselves. He didn't, I don't know how many dance partners he had like that. And right. I think he had to move up in weight. Yeah, they, they want to see the bangers, you know. Yeah, they see so the... I mean, he had a couple of great fights with Buddy McGirt, I believe, and... But yeah, they want to see they, they want the defense gets overlooked for some reason. Right. Because, you know, there's nothing... You know, that's always even scoring a fight. Do you score a fight for a, you know, you score a fight when a guy hits somebody, but what about when he makes you miss five times? What, how come you don't get points for that? So, I don't know. I think that's part of the uh, culture of boxing. But defensively, if you want to learn how to move and not get hit, that's the guy to watch, man. Slick. And he was a southpaw, which makes it even worse. So He was confusing to everybody. Uh, yeah. He'd score points, he'd hit. Uh, and again, uh, uh, tragic. He was, he was, uh, he was one of the greats for sure. He was 55 years old, uh, struck by a car, so shout out to him and his family. Al Jermaine Sterling was on Joe Rogan's podcast, had an opportunity to listen, and even if it wasn't Al Jermaine Sterling, probably one of Joe Rogan's best shows with a fighter. Wouldn't you say, Chris, the producer, Chris, no, Chris who does production? Producer, giving him the uh, thumbs up. I, it, it, Joe hit the big time. I don't always listen to the ones where he has fighters on the MMA shows, but because because he had Aljo on, I figured I'm going to yeah. listen. I tell you, that's the such first, a good show. First show I listened to the whole thing in a while because I, I like going to YouTube and getting those twelve yeah, get minute clips, snippets, yeah. and then I'm good. But, but Aljo, I listen to the whole. Aljo's thing. honest. He's disarming. Uh, he's sincere. He's he gives you insight. Yeah. He's, he's just really really likable. And and again, had I not known Aljo. 
I would still think that this was one of the best shows that he's done with a fighter for sure. And and so, uh, but very interesting insight that he gives again uh, to the fight psychology and how he he kind of makes his own like soup. Is I take what thinks what I think might work for someone else and 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 try to adapt it. How can I adapt this? Even from he gives a he he says great things about fight shape Ricci. You know he sees him working with some. Say hey, how does that work? How does yeah. this work? And he sees other people. A really smart way of piecing together a a fight plan. Yeah, and that, he's got his own unique style. Yeah, and, you know. He's a, he's he's a, he's a good dude. Even even the thing, uh, you know, he told a funny story about me. I don't know if he's messing with me, and you know, I take a couple of days off. I mean, whether I was messing with him or I'm not messing with him, he told that story verbatim. That's exactly the way it goes down. Like he does, he's not right. Embellishing. And Joe was like, those guys are old school, yeah, right? Like he's not embellishing. He's not making. That's exactly the way that goes on. I'm not saying if I'm messing with him, I'm right. not saying if I wasn't messing with him. But what he said, I just say he's not. It, that way he interpreted is the way, exact way it went down. It's exactly what I say to him. And, you know, he doesn't know if I'm goofing. If I'm not goofing, am I serious? And that's part of the fun, you know, with Aljo is, you know, you can play around and have a good time. But he's everything he said is from the heart, even if I believe some of the stuff maybe got him in trouble, you know, a little bit. But uh, I think that guy shoots from the hip, man. He's 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 a funny dude. It, it was a great show to listen to. And, again, uh, and. You, you you want to see great things for Aljo, and you want you you see him you see him moving not only along in his fight career, but outside of it, you see that he has potential for. Yeah, so much, look, so. he's always thinking. Look, yeah. that's what I love about Smart. these guys. They're young guys. They're renting houses. Whether they do do anything, they're thinking about it. They're putting the time yeah. in. When you're 28, 29, that's when you should be doing all that stuff. And you it's know, a, good get, cr- a good crew they yeah, have yeah. here. Another good just shout good. out to Marab where he, he talks about Marab. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Literally, he's literally a, machi- a machine. Like, again, and that's, there's nothing, like, he's not, he didn't embellish one thing on that. Like, <laughs> he's, I was here that night. He spawned Aljo three hard rounds. Aljo's dying. Like, he's like, he feels like, like he's exactly the way he said, I got my work in. And I look over, and this guy's in there again, doing three yeah, more I mean, rounds. I mean, just nonstop. And those were not easy rounds. So, well, Rob's got his own thing going, man. It's it's a it's awesome. It's a great group we got here. Really is really a lot of fun to watch. Watch everybody grow too. Yeah, you know, it's it's a you know now that I'm looking through the notes, I see that you guys did put Logan Paul KSI rematch. <laughs> I probably should have read that before uh, before making my statement. So what about uh, Shelly writes, uh, hey, what a comeback for Faber, uh, not to take away from his uh, uh, vicious win, but I kind of wonder if Simon didn't take Faber seriously and left himself open. What is your guys' thought? Uh, Faber just beat him. I think, yeah, si- yeah. I think Simon took him very seriously. Yeah. It, it depends on what you think of Ricky Simon. That's yeah. the first thing. I think, you know, he's he not a... his own shots in that one. He, you know, he staggered Faber, and Faber came yeah, back Faber, and Faber him. won that fight, like, fair and square, yeah. period. And I don't think anybody took anybody light. No. Was... I think uh, Faber showed up. It was his hometown. He yeah. seized the moment. And... Um, uh, I'm going to say, you know, his aggressiveness may be surprised, Simon, because normally he's running all over the place. This time it seems yeah. he stepped in the pocket and threw that overhand. But, um, no, nah, definitely didn't take him lightly, for sure. I don't think he's at that level. He's not at that level where he should be taking anybody Anybody lightly, like that, yeah, you know what right. I mean? And and especially Uriah Faber, who's coming back and looks strong, man. He looks yeah. And I, and I, and really I, I'm not saying he's this as a knock to Ricky Simon, but... 
he probably thinks he could have went on and that the referee stopped that fight a little early. Maybe, maybe not. But now he gets a taste of what it's like to have a third party intervene right. with his livelihood. Yeah. And now he knows exactly what that feels like. So this is what I even tell my guys, like even like, you know, the Marabs and what that happens. Man, you fight 20 times, it's going to even out. You're going to win a couple you probably should have lost and you're going to lose a couple that you probably, you know, could have won. So it all, if you're in there long enough, it all evens out. And I think he's hmm. the fight game. He got that evened out now. He knows what that's like. Antonio wants to know about burnout. He says, hey, guys, how do you avoid burnout or getting or avoid getting bored or less enthusiastic with your training? Just from wrestling standpoint, um, you know, you got to always bring in new stuff, always try to get new wrinkles in your game. You know, there's always something to be improved on. And, you know, if you you don't want to get, you know, burnt out, you got to take time off, recover and this at least worked for me is just not take it. Obviously, you know, you're taking your career real seriously, but don't take yourself too serious where, you know, you're getting too stressed How old over. Are you? This kid. 18. 18. Look right. at the, the, to the, know this so at 18. Wiser beyond his years. To know this at 18. You know what right. we would have got out of Manimal? He would have brought it right back to himself somehow. That's like, what I remember. Yeah, he would have just, we would have had to listen to his leopard outfit again. <laughs> he said, the mushrooms. his answer to this would have been go to Manimal training camp. Right. There's right. no bore, there's no, no boring yeah, uh, I mean, days. I got to tell you, I think he, uh, Nick, uh, once again, for like the 20th time, this show he brings up a good point but yeah recovery is key and you know for me because i'm older i just i'm thinking about the benefits that i'm getting and trying to live longer and so i could be at my top game when i'm training these guys so i have motivation that way and you know just wanting to be around for your kids and stuff like that so i'm in a different spot but uh that's kind of but i but it's I adjusting do to, the mindset yeah, no matter what have, the adjustment do, but, is but with that you do have to make sure you're getting your sleep. You have to make sure you're fueling your body the right way. So, you know, you want to burn out quick, start drinking every night and don't go to bed. And there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. Even mindset's not going to right. pull you through yeah. that. So it's a combination of everything. But have a goal in mind, I think. Have, you yeah. know, why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, like what excites you about the workout? Yeah. Like every time, you know, yeah, get an index card, you know, and just read it. What's your yeah. mantra for this workout, you know? Yeah. And don't and, make yourself crazy when you're, you know, you're sparring, you know, you get tagged up a little bit, you lose a round, you know, don't make yourself crazy, you know, you yeah, can get back in there. Try to have fun, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, you know, have, have yeah. a good time doing it. Do what you it. love. My buddy Bill from MMA on the Rocks asks, what's everyone's favorite adult beverage? I'm not allowed to answer that one. Yeah, he can't even drink. H- hypothetically... What's your father's favorite adult beverage? Uh, Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Blue Moon goes with the beer. You left me. Sorry about that. A little fucking, the heat, I got heat. You sing that, Ray, and I'm having a grease flashback. Oh, yeah. I love it. Look at that. Of course. Fucking Kanicki pulls his pants down. (laughs) He does. They moon. They moon. They were on National Bandstand. How dare you? Freaking great movie that was. That was amazing. Grease. I'm going to... Yes, it's the one with the car flies. How dare you? Um, Flying car in there. <laughs> uh, Bill, mine would be a a Glenn Levitt 18. I think wow. Glenn Levitt really nailed the 18. The 21's a little much, uh, and the other ones aren't my favorite. And I guess the McAllen 18 is is good. It's just it. Uh, I, I would if I were to pick one, I'd go with the Glenn Levitt 18. I think it's a 
Um, it's just their, it's their sweet spot. Oof. And take it neat, sir. You keep your ice away from me. Oh wow! Yeah, keep the neat. ice away. Neat. Oh, I like a, a what do you call it? Gray goose. Gray goose. Uh, rocks, a lot of ice, a little splash of cranberry. I'm not drinking really much anymore, but for you know. Every Friday and Saturday, it's <laughs> yeah, always good. Oh no, I'm only kidding. I don't. Even, I really don't drink that much anymore. But, uh, yeah. But Chris, who it. does production? What's yours? Uh, I like, uh, like Pilsner beers. Wow. Pilsner beers. Pilsner. I think Bill Bill uh, is into uh, different beers. This is my buddy Bill from uh, from Tampa. Uh, he went on some sort of he, he went on vacation and ended up doing like some sort of like beer tour or something like that. So he's. He, he probably right around you, your alley. Yeah, I'm not a beer guy at all, but that Blue Moon is a is a really good beer. Belgian, right? But the, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, uh, doing, like, beer tours in I'm not a beer drinker, but I, somebody who had a Blue Moon, and I, let me just taste that. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. damn good. So there's that, Bill. Shout out to you and MMA on the rocks. You know, it it it, it comes. It's funny that. We're already towards the end of July. It's time for Holloway Edgar. I can't believe that. That <laughs> How happened How fast already. did that happen? Holy crap. Well, that was supposed to happen like three different occasions. We got... We got hey, this uh, guy has a wealth of knowledge. We got to bring him back. He, he, why is like, he ever not here? I didn't even know that. I thought this was the first time they were fighting. No, he's... He, this we is, need him as a statistician. He's at a university he's going to. Yeah, no dum-dums go there. He had a good GPA in uh, high school? Yeah, not bad. What, is, what so, was it? It was like 94, 95. 94? What are you, a slacker? <laughs> <laughs> you always have that guy, right? There's always that one guy in the group. What did you get? The silver? Silver? You didn't get the gold? Like, like, you know, you made it to the Olympics and there's got some shithead. That, what the, is the silver? Are you it's, kidding? Like, it's, uh, the guy's never sucks. done anything. Yeah, the guy's got a 94. But really, not a 99? It's, 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 it's going to Henzo's. What's that? It's going to Henzo's. Don't tell them you won by points ever. Oh, really? <laughs> you tell it? them you didn't win by sub. It's like telling them you lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but I lost. I just let me just I lost. I just pointed my How'd way. How'd you lose? I won by points. I won by hey, points. You're a yeah, all right. Better luck next time, yeah. buddy. Yeah. I'll tell you. Oh, better next. Better luck next time. But <laughs> yeah, so there's that. But uh, yeah, Holloway Edgar, how do you see it going? Uh, you know, I love Frankie. You know, he's. I love to watch him. Um, his style's great, but I just don't think um, he's going to be able to maintain taking uh, Holloway down multiple times per round because Holloway's going to be right back up and right in his face. So I'm going to go uh, Holloway by either decision or, like, fourth or fifth round stoppage. Holloway, like, weaponizing cardio in that way? Yeah. Man, I can never bet against Frankie. He always finds a way to win when you think he's going to lose. So I'll go with Frankie on that one. He's, he seems almost strongest when you think he's going to yeah, lose. Yeah, I think that, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, been, he's, he's built his, from that. He's, he's Tonka yeah, tough. Yeah, right. He's had his back against the wall so many times. And I think he's waited long enough for this that this is. Well, this is the one he feels like he should. He had a detour around to right. this and one. And I just so. hope he's, he's, he's healthy and he's got no injuries because he's got to be. 36 probably now do you get to the healthier space where uh, the healthier psychological space where he's frank edgar i mean i'm sure i'm sure that he gets to a place where he's not really trying to prove himself maybe he can just focus on winning this fight as opposed to also trying to prove himself for the longevity of a career does do you recognize at some point like hey 
I'm probably at the tail end of a career and I can just have fun and, and win this fight. I can beat this guy. Does that mindset ever kick in like that? Uh, I would think it does, but I think Frankie, man, you just wind him up, lock the door, and he's going to do what Frankie does, man. You know, and I think it's going to be hard for him to adjust to a more relaxed style because he's got that good head movement and make you miss, always moving, great takedowns, great ground and pound. I, I don't know. It's going to be hard to... Uh, that that's the problem with the little guys like that that tends to disappear you know what i mean like a heavyweight always like henderson he could knock you out when he's 45 so yeah. all he has to do is hit you once so even if he's losing you're sitting in that fight going well, you know just but like the, the bisping the, fight yeah like the little guys it's a little different you know so he's got his definitely has his work cut out for him but holloway's coming off a really taxing fight with poirier too i don't know how much that drained out of him and Look at where he's been. That was the question going into the Poirier fight. All those missed weights and all those stories of him being delirious. Yeah. And you're just hoping the guy was all right. And will he ever fight again? He's never going to fight again. So who knows if that rears its ugly head and Frankie capitalized on it. Who knows? We got... Um, we have a shout-out to Chad Mendez, who announced his retirement from MMA. At 34, he retires with a record of 18-5 and five overall, including five post-fight bonuses throughout his UFC career and six knockouts inside the octagon. Good. He was, he was a wrestler turned MMA yeah, guy, yeah, right? Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was a gamer, man. He, he could have changed. Could you imagine he didn't gas out against Connor? Does that change? Yeah. <laughs> This uh, could have Give him a full training camp. Yeah, yeah. change the tra- complete Connor trajectory. Great, but I just look like he like, he gassed yeah. out. He, yeah, he, he, was it. it was like two weeks' notice. You know, was... could you imagine? See, I like... almost feel like not totally because Connor's very very technical and he's good. But there's there's that hardy effect. Like something is always something that makes you go, damn. Could you have just fought a guy that you know, no controversy, nothing, but. Uh, yeah, uh, Mendez was in that fight, and like again with no camp, and he just gassed out. Connor still, uh, still no word on when or if he's coming back what, or against What's your take two? on that? Who, who's who's pulling the strings at this point? Is it Connor or is it Dana? I well, I think Connor's attempting to, and Dana's not in the, but he doesn't have the same leverage he used to yeah, have. I think because somebody said Connor's. He pull. He's calling the shots. I'm disagreeing. I think Dane is giving that guy the cold shoulder. No, I think when point. Connor was calling the shots is when they were trying to sell a company, and now they sold the company. Yeah, they, right. They so sold. What, what so it's, yeah, it's, it's. I don't think the pay per view. It's a politician anymore. before yeah. you vote and after you vote. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, the leverage has changed. Yeah, I, but but he's still good for business. But I think that uh, Connor also has has. Again, that mindset where he's not necessarily coming from I mean, a place where he needs. He, yeah, he's he needs good the for money. business, but that business is still going to go on without him. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? That's the that's the issue. Well, like, but I'm the a, but the UFC is gonna they're gonna take what they need from him. Their their relationship with him is if he's gonna offer a fight, sure. And if if they can find a happy medium where it's somebody that he that he would be willing to fight. Uh, at the same time, make make financial yeah, sense I, for them. Al I against think. Conor McGregor at the Garden. I I I, I wrote that, that into Twitter. I was just I just tell, told Al that you know, some momentum going on. Right? I put that in la- this week on Twitter. I put it out this week on Twitter, and I I told Al was here training when I got here, yeah. and I told him, hey man, I, I pushed it. He goes, yeah, I saw it and retweeted it. For me, that makes freaking see it. For me, that makes marketing sense. Uh, you have two guys who you know are gonna be entertaining for the lead up. They're going to be uh, they're gonna show up. They're gonna make weight. Uh, they're gonna fight, and it's gonna be a fan fight. Like as a fan, you want to see those guys beat each other up. 
Perfect and uh, God, yeah. oh yeah, and from for Con- Conor McGregor's point of view, here's here's uh, Iaquinta who's known for being tough. Again, all of those marketing thing applies, and uh, as he's coming off a loss, I mean yeah. this this is kind of. Uh, uh, would make sense for Connor as well, so yeah. I, I would love to see that. I would love to see let's it for Al. That. Let's get some. Uh, let's get some. Let me tell you something. Would it be weird if I just tapped out right now? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. We're almost done. Let, let me tell you something. It's see, so this this is, fucking this hot up here. It, it, it was hot up here, and and we, we are we are done in in one minute. Wow, <laughs> one minute. What was that? <laughs> we we are done in. I mean, it, the, the GoPro camera. Camera. It's malfunction yeah. because no, of the heat. It's when I, I told you when I was in North. The, the stuff doesn't work, but we're still sitting up here. Yeah. When I was in North Dakota in the military, and it would be thirty we, or forty below, are we, are and we we'd be air? walking outside, and and you'd see the military walking dogs inside, and they said, "Well, we need the dogs to do the inspections." They said, "No, it's too cold for the dogs. You guys go." It kind of, it's kind of like that. That's this right now. But listen, folks, thank yeah, you so right much for there. listening. We're, 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 I think we've made weight. We're ready for the scales. Holy uh, thank you, uh, remote manimal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And, well, uh, Nick, to Nick, it's always a pleasure to have you on, thank folks. Thank you for having me. Uh, follow Nick, cheer on Nick, uh, through his endeavors, and we'll have him back as, as often as he's available on a Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. We'll tag him on the show. Ray Longo's Ray Longo MMA. You could also hear him on the Anakin Florian podcast. He mentioned Kenny Kenflow Florian earlier. It's and a great Ryan podcast. Hall, in Ryan Hall's corner. Back. I got my- to see him get back into, uh, I don't know if you heard the podcast last week, but it was the first time he's at a UFC in a while, and he's very taken back that they have a green room now. That you yeah, it's a, it's, a, like it's a, a new, new world. Him. Yeah, it's a new world. <laughs> it's a new world for, for, for him. And so it's a great podcast. Also, Ray Longo Minute, and he's actually turned into a staple of uh, of the show. So check out the uh, Anakin Florian podcast. Uh, I'm Steve Maraboli, one word. Make sure you give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening. It helps people find the show. Shout out to everybody competing. Shout out for everyone who did compete. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening. This is MMA Beyond. We'll see you next time.